The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. Okay. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Welcome uh, today to a new day. Uh, Welcome to Harmony today. Uh, Good to see you. Hope you've had a good weekend. Uh, We're going to be continuing now thinking about the Gospel of John, and we're looking in at the life of Jesus at seven very particular signs that Jesus has done to show that he is the one who gives us life. Okay, that's what we're looking at. Remember the first sign, last time we were in chapel, was when Jesus turned water into into wine, right? Um, And so Jesus stands out um, in in that miracle, in that sign. In the same way that water and wine clearly are different, Um, So Jesus stands out as clearly as somebody who has come in a very impressive way. Um, All right, so we're going to continue. Um, And to start off with, I want to talk about pancakes. I love pancakes. Who's with me? Who's a fan of pancakes? I love pancakes. They're my favourite food. They've always been my favourite food ever since I was a little kid. I remember my mum asking me on, like, I don't know if you guys have this in your house, but when I was a kid, uh, we used to have easy Sunday night dinners, and it was whatever you wanted to eat as long as you sort of did it yourself. And so I would cook pancakes for myself for dinner. I'd have pancakes for dinner. Um, and my mum was okay with it. I, I love pancakes. I still do, even to this day. Um, in fact, my wife, she makes the best pancakes. And sorry to say, you're just going to have to take my word for it. Mrs. Schroeder, you know who she is. She makes the best pancakes ever. And, and like, what I mean about this is they're not just... Just like there's something special about her pancakes. They're not like the super big, fat, fluffy pancakes that you get from pancakes on the rocks, which are a little bit doughy on the inside. And they're not like crepes where they're super, super skinny, but they're just the right thickness. She uses real butter to cook these pancakes, and there's already just the right amount of sugar in the batter that when you taste the batter without cooking it, it already tastes good. And so then as she cooks it in a butter-filled pan, they get a little bit crispy on the outside with a little bit of caramelisation on the outside of the pancake. So then as you drizzle your maple syrup and put a chunk of butter on top of it again, they just, it all just sings. It's a magical experience. Good pancakes. I wish I had a pile of pancakes here for you right now so that you could take some for yourself and you could see just how good her pancakes really are. But until then, I'm sorry to say, you're just going to have to take my word for it, right? Today, we're going to see a moment in the second sign of Jesus where Jesus is taken at his word. We take people for their word on all kinds of things. But we're going to see Jesus get taken at his word in a very serious moment. Here's the moment from John chapter 4, verse 46 to 49. Once more... Jesus visited Cana in Galilee, where he turned water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. 
When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judah, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told them, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on his way, his servants met him with the news that the boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And so he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign that Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. So here we have this second sign of Jesus. Jesus is out and about, an official comes to Jesus. And he's got a big problem, doesn't he? His son is sick. His son is on the verge of dying. But let's think about where this story takes place. Here's a map straight from Google Maps, a modern day world. But you can see where this story roughly takes place. Down the very bottom of this map, this is the top of Egypt down here. The River Nile, this little part here is the top of the Red Sea. Over here is the Dead Sea. The River Jordan flows up to the Sea of Galilee. Jerusalem's just here. This moment here, here's Capernaum and Cain is about here. So this is where this story has taken place. This big piece of water is the Mediterranean. Italy's just over here somewhere. If we zoom in on this picture, here's the Sea of Galilee and we can see the distance that this dad has walked to see Jesus. He's walked this way to see Jesus. To give you a bit of an idea, that's the same distance as going from Broughton all the way out the back of Lakesland. This dad has travelled a great distance with a desperate request that Jesus would heal his sick son. His son who is on his deathbed. His son who is about to die. This is about a seven kilometre walk, right? So you can see here on Google Maps, if we walked it today, this is, sorry, a seven hour walk, 36 kilometre walk. 30, what am I? Talk properly, Schroeder. A 36 kilometre walk, seven hours, 45 minutes. This is a long way, isn't it? He hasn't brought his son with him. His son is still sick in bed, but he goes to Jesus with this desperate reply, a desperate request. Please come, come down to heal my son. It's interesting that uh, he says come down and that's because the distance is the same distance as height-wise as well if you started in Penrith and walked up to the Maccas at the top of the hill. You know the Maccas on the way to the Blue Mountains? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Blacks and Maccas? Right? That up the Blue Mountains, if you drive up to the Blue Mountains from Penrith, the very first McDonald's that you get to, that's the height that this guy has walked up a mountain to see Jesus as well. So he's walked like 700 feet up, 36 kilometres out, just to talk to Jesus, to say, Jesus, will you come? Will you come and see my son? Will you come and heal my son? But incredibly, Jesus just gives a powerful word. He doesn't go. He doesn't teleport to the son. He doesn't get the son to be brought to him. He doesn't lay his hands on him. This is not a moment where he puts spit or anything on this kid. Right, like he does in other miracles that we might be aware of. Here is a moment where Jesus, just with a powerful word, says simply to the dad, go, your son will live. There was a couple of years ago that my son had really bad asthma. 
and we had to take him quickly to hospital because he couldn't breathe very well. No matter what we did, no matter what ventilation or, or, or puffers that we gave him, it didn't fix anything. And we were desperate. And so I drove to the hospital and I tell you, I didn't like take my time to get there. It's imperative that my son could breathe. This dad, he must have been so desperate to go and see Jesus. But imagine being in that situation. Imagine being the parent in that situation where you're seven hours away, 36 kilometers away from your kid who's sick in bed, and you just go to Jesus and you say, will you help my son? And he just says, go. What are you going to do? Are you going to turn around and say to him, no, please come with me. I need you to come. Or please give me something that I can give to my son so that he might be better. Well, the dad in this moment, the Bible says that in light of the powerful word that Jesus gives, the man just takes Jesus at his word and he departs. He takes Jesus at his word and he leaves. Now, as as the man is back on his way home, traveling back down the mountain, back home to see his sick son and get back to his family, this is what we see that happens because he bumps into one of his servants that's on his way back up the mountain to see the master. And he says, oh, what are you doing here? You can imagine the conversation. And he inquires, why are you here? And he goes, oh, look, your son got better. And the, and the dad says, what time? And we see this part from John where it says that when the dad inquired as the time when his son got better, they said to him yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. And the father puts two and two together and he realizes that that's the exact time at which Jesus had said, your son will live. He figures it out that Jesus had said, go, he took him at his word and at a big distance, Jesus is able to do an amazing miracle. And we see that Jesus can be taken at his word. Now, as a result of this miracle, as a result of this sign, we see that this happens in John chapter 4, verse 53. The man and his whole household believe. And this is the second sign that Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. This is significant. Not only does the man believe, but his whole household believes. This would have been his wife and his children, but it would have been all those that worked under his roof as well. All of his slaves and his servants and his employees, they would have all become believers as well as a result of seeing. That's what it means by whole household. Jesus can be taken at his word, year 12. Jesus has words of integrity. Jesus has words that can be trusted. I don't know about you, but... My experience of this world is that people will tell me all kinds of things, but there are not many people that I can take at their word. My spam folder in my email tells me that. Those random phone calls that come to my mobile phone just at dinner time on my home phone, just about six o'clock, you know the ones I've been talking about? Hi, we've got a great deal for you. Or if you don't call this number, then your internet's going to be disconnected. Or you have been selected for $50,000. Generally speaking, people in this world cannot be taken at their word. Maybe you've even experienced it with your friends and your closest relatives, maybe, sadly. People that you love cannot be taken at their word. People that you want to trust to give you comfort and life in this world, more often than not, cannot be taken at their word. Our politicians, our leaders cannot be taken at their word. But Jesus, that's a different story. Jesus can be taken at his word and he proves it with a great long distance, 30 kilometer distant healing where he tells that the dad that his son will be better and he in fact 
is made well. Jesus can be taken at his word, you 12. Look at what it says in John chapter 3, verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Take me at my word. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's a significant word, isn't it? If we take him at his word, John chapter 3 says that whoever believes in Jesus the Son will have eternal life. Take Jesus at his word. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. There's two words that Jesus is saying there, isn't there? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come to me, you get life. But equally so, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we can take Jesus positively at his word for the good things, but don't forget the negative side as well to his word. If you don't take him at his word, you will not see life. At Broughton, you are told over and over again that life is found through Jesus Christ. Life through Christ is what we're on about. But we're telling you this so that you would take Jesus at his word, that you would be like this dad, believe in Jesus, see life for yourself, and then believe. You're 12, now's the time. In a world where you question where integrity and truthfulness can be found, we can see it in Jesus Christ, the Saviour. Will you believe? Please bow with me as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that uh, we've been able to think a little bit more about Jesus this morning. Please help us to realise who Jesus is as the Saviour, as the one who brings life from death. Lord, I pray that these students today would take Jesus at his word and they would receive life. Lord, I also pray today for them in this complicated and busy world. Help them to find meaning and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. As they juggle the many things that they're responsible for, I also pray that you will help them to do well, help them to make the most of the time that they have with each other and with their teachers um, as they prepare for the HSC. Uh, Lord, I pray that they would... Um, do well at what they do, at their, what they find their hands doing. Um, help them to make, um, make the most of the opportunity here at Broughton to learn about you and your world. Help them today to have a good day uh, on this Harmony Day. Help them to be harmonious with one another, but also to remember the harmony that is brought through Jesus Christ the Saviour. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRKSchroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.